It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 23rd of June, 2022. Happy Thursday to you. Another abbreviated version, but excellent version. Nonetheless, I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com to uh, find all sorts of ways you can enter to win. Well, there's really the only ways you can enter to win autographed books, and all sorts of other great things. I might be expanding that soon to just uh, get more things. Uh, somebody emailed me. He's like, you've got to tell people how much you spend on shit. It's five bucks to ship. I don't consider it. that. It's like one month of your membership if you win. If you win. You know, like, it's not a hardship. I know a lot of places like, and then you should charge the people to ship. No, you guys are supporters. We're friends. It's like we're pals. I'm not going to screw you guys over. But uh, go check it out, and uh, thanks for all the support. And if you still you got better ideas or good ideas for me to talk to my dad, um, <clears throat> please keep sending them. Appreciate it. I don't know if I respond or not. It's just one of those things where you just, like, I can't yet. Not yet. But appreciate all the words of support and so on and so forth. Now, uh, let's get on with the show. I saw that. I'll start with this story. I, I saw this, and it reminds me of the joke headline. If you want to know how the left works, how the leftist media works, you say, well, there's um, <laughs> a meteor is about to destroy. New York Times mythical headline meteor about to destroy Earth. Women and minorities hit hardest. And you're like, wait a second. Everybody's about to be killed. But somehow the left always, they love that, especially. Oh, the times are tough all over for everybody, especially this group, that group, or whatever group we happen to be pandering to at any given moment. It being June, it's Pride Month. It used to be Gay Pride Month. Now it's just confused, demanding weirdo month. It's now who wants to shake their rear ends in front of a child month. And they're like, well, to say that is a hate crime. Well, so what? This story from CNBC, <clears throat> the headline is, uh, starts off with a quote, quote, I can't win in this market, end quote, colon. Why LGBTQ home buyers say mortgage rates are hitting them especially hard. <laughs> what? what? Oh, no, everybody else has got it easy. The mortgage rates have like more than doubled in the last couple of months, thanks to Joe Biden. But it's particularly hitting the gays. How? Well, who knows? we got to read the story. It says, when uh, Skandar Murad, Murad, uh, Skandar is S-K-N-D-A-R, and Murad is M-R-A-D. When Skandar Murad decided last year to buy his first house, his top priority was location. Wow, Skandar, what a novel idea. You went with location, did you? Let me guess, another factor was affordability? Is that right? No. Murad, a gay man living in the Los Angeles area, has spent much of his adult life commuting several hours a day to his job at the NASA Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. When he found an apartment closer to work, he noticed a major improvement in his life. Wow! Skandar, you probably should have talked to somebody else who said, you know what? 
You know what uh, sucks about driving two hours each way for work? It's the driving two hours each way to work. That really is the sucks part. <laughs> Quote, that commute just tore me apart mentally and physically. I saw that I was deteriorating, Murad said. Didn't occur to you beforehand, Murad? However, his roommates moved out, and Murad, 40, you're sitting there and you're going, 40-year-old, you got roommates. Okay. Uh, all right. Murad, 40, decided it was time to become a homeowner. He originally wanted to live within five miles of his work, but quickly found that may not be realistic in a hyper-competitive market. Boy, this guy sounds like a real genius, doesn't he? Maybe the problem is that uh, Skandar Murad isn't very bright. You work for NASA, NASA is government, government pays well, uh, got job security, and you're in an expensive area, well, you're in an expensive state, in an expensive area in that state, and you, you've been living in an apartment, and you're 40, and you go, maybe I'll just buy a house within five minutes of work. Ah, did you ever stop? To, in the years that you worked at NASA, uh, you never thought to, I don't know, thought about the home prices anywhere near there? Skandar? Maybe not. Maybe not. Quote, It was so strange for me to see a line of people outside an open house waiting to get in. I couldn't believe there was that much of a demand. I kind of didn't know what I was getting myself into. But gay people are hit the hardest. But no, stupid people are hit harder than everybody. Nobody cares about the stupid people. Why don't they, the left care about the stupid people? He began looking for homes earlier this year, and that five-mile radius soon expanded to 30 miles. At the same time, the Federal Reserve Bank hiking its benchmark interest rate, sending mortgage rates soaring. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage jumped to 5.78% the week of June 16th, according to Freddie Mac, seeing its biggest one-week jump since 1987. Thanks, Joe Biden. How much you want to bet that Skandar Murad voted for Joe Biden, and can't wait to do it again. But gays are hardest hit by themselves. That led to rapid changes in what Murad might have to pay. Murad, who is looking at a small single-family home and condos, said he has seen the potential monthly payments on similar properties rise by more than $500 a month since his search process began. Well, maybe Murad should have pooped or got off the pot. Huh? I took too long, and now reality has screwed me over. Damn homophobia. Wait, what? Even with those higher rates, the competition has been fierce. In May, Murad said he bid more than $600,000 for a property listed at 575000 Wow, you went a whole $25,000 above asking price in a market where you can't read a news story, where you don't see something selling for like 20% over the ask. Huh. The winning bid came in at $650,000. Well, that's how it works, Murad. Your poor ability to cobble together a viable offer for a home has nothing to do with your being gay. It sounds like it has an awful lot to do with you being pretty stupid. Huh? Murad's frustrations are shared by many prospective home buyers across the country over the past two years. Home prices shot up starting in 2022 or 2020 as stimulus from Congress and other Federal Reserve and the Federal Reserve coincided with a work from home boom. 
This rapid rise in the cost of home participation uh, is particularly impactful to the LGBTQ community. Why aren't they doing the IA plus? Why don't they care about the I's, the A's, or the pluses? Which is less likely to own a home. How does being gay make you less likely to own a home? Uh, I hate to break it to you, but being gay is more likely to be associated with higher incomes. And maybe you just want the flexibility of being able to go where the hell you want, whenever the hell you want to go, and move on a whim and what have you. But I don't think being gay has anything to do with your home ownership. In reality, if you're married and you're gay, you have more disposable income. That's not me talking, that's statistics. But to CNBC, the left has an agenda. So it's tougher, tougher on gay. According to the Williams Institute at the UCLA School of Law, 50% of LGBTQ adults and 64% of LGBTQ couples own their own home. <laughs> God, every time you mention this, you have to put the whole alphabet in there. And now they, oh, they are adding the plus. Historical data on homeownership rates by sexuality were not tracked by the Census Bureau because who cares? Because who, this is the left. This is the mindset of the left. Well, you bought a home. Yeah, but who do you sleep with? Huh? Come on, tell me that. But surveys from the LGBTQ Real Estate Alliance, God, suggests that home ownership for couples and singles in the community has been trending up since the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage in 2015. Zillow reported in 2021 that LGBT, now they even dropped the Q, LGBT people accounted for 12% of home buyers, up from 7% in 2019. That's not bad for 3% of the population at best. But they're hardest hit. Why? How? Uh, Don't ask questions. Some real estate firms have started initiatives to help this growing group with the home buying process, such as Keller Williams Rainbow Network. Oh, all right. Do gay people... No, look, look, gays. There, you can't use a rainbow-colored marker to fill out your paperwork when you're submitting a loan application. <sighs> uh, quote, I do think... Who is this person? Shh. Uh, Ryan Wayland, the CEO of Alliance. I don't know what the hell Alliance is. I love how they just throw these things out there. Everybody knows what Alliance is. No, nobody knows what Alliance is. Ryan Wayland, the CEO of Alliance, said President Joe Biden's executive order that offered broader protections against discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation has also boosted confidence for buyers. That's it. It's a whole bunch of low self-esteem people going, I just don't know if I can buy anything because I don't really like my, my hair is really bad. Oh, but now that Joe Biden has issued an executive order, I feel pretty. But he added that the current home ownership gap has put the community at a disadvantage. No, you don't buy as a community, for God's sakes. And I go and I go buy a house as that, well, here comes the white community. Here they come. Look out. Oh, here comes the gay community. They're going to try and buy it. No, that's not how the world works, except for in the twisted mind of these weirdos on the left. Waden said, quote, I do think it's an unfortunate reality that we are probably going to be disproportionately impacted by higher costs, if not prohibited from purchasing altogether. 
Why? How? That's the point of this article. We're halfway through this article, and they finally somebody makes the point based on the headline, and then they don't really explain why. They try to, but it's not a real believable thing. Discrimination. What discrimination? Where are, where are gay people discriminated against in housing? Where is it? Discrimination, whether during the sales process or well before, can also hold back LGBTQ people from becoming homeowners. Studies show that LGBTQ people are more likely to experience homelessness during their youth, according to the Williams Institute. What does that have to do with anything? What, what does that have to do with homing, buying a home? It has nothing to do with it. It's just, well, oh man, poor, poor gay people are homeless. They're also more likely to experience heavy drug use. Nobody points that out. Nobody points out that, you know, maybe they need counseling. Hmm? No, no, no. Maybe they need to figure out what the hell's going on. No, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. I just love it. Housing instability and other forms of discrimination can lead to LGBTQ people falling behind financially and in school, making the climb to home ownership even steeper. I don't do drugs. There you go. Problem solved. Stay in school. Problem solved. It's a, I just love that it can lead to this. Does it? We don't know. We don't have the statistics, but you don't, you don't need proof to declare something liberals want to be true. You just need to declare it. Quote, it's an ugly connected line of dominoes that starts all the way back when you're 15 or 16 years old and has an impact on your ability to home and own a home in your 30s. Yeah, it's, we straighties, boy howdy do we have it easy though, right? Am I right? I'm, straight people, they just have the world rolled out for them. I remember when I was looking for a home I had to turn Brinks trucks full of money away. They were killing the lawn, the house we were renting, by dumping huge piles of free money out there. And they said, well, we're, you're not gay, right? I said, no, I'm not gay. I'm married with kids. Oh, all right. Well, here comes another Brinks truck full of money. You got it so easy. I remember going and looking at houses and the homeowners coming out and just giving us their keys and saying, whatever you want to pay is you're straight, right? Whatever you want to pay is fine. Whatever you want to pay is fine. This is absurd, of course, but this is the world that the left would like you to believe exists. And sadly, some of us are, some Americans are so stupid they actually believe this crap. You, you sit there and you go, how do you top the crazy that you've already been telling us? Not only today, yesterday, the day before, this week. This, every single day, these people come up with new and creative ways to find crazy. It's uh, it's an admirable skill, I suppose. You know, you find everybody has that friend who's wildly self-destructive, you know? And you go, well, they're finally going to, like, everything is set up. They're finally going to get their act together. Like, there's almost no way that little Johnny can't get his act together at this point, right? And the stars are aligned, and then they find a way to screw it up. Everybody, go. let's go get hammered at lunch on a Tuesday. Like, who doesn't? Who could have foreseen that might not be a good career move? Huh, Johnny? Good job. 
Everybody has that friend where they just stop giving them jobs or stop helping them find jobs. You hear about a job, they're like, oh, that'd be perfect for Johnny in the back of your head. And then you go, but you know what? I want to remain friendly with the person who told me about this job. So I can't recommend the worst worker I've ever seen in my entire life. Can't do it. It's kind of like what Joe Biden is. Kind of like what these green energy weirdos are like. It is this uh, attitude. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on. Who cares what's going on? I have an agenda. Full steam ahead. Well, that sort of we're demonstrating that that agenda is not, not really working. Not only is it not working, it's making things worse. It's making the things you claim to care about worse. And that's Joe Biden's agenda. He's hurt. I'm middle class Joe. I didn't realize it was the middle class hunter, the middle class destroyer, the middle class destructor. He left that part out, right? (laughs) A bunch of his voters uh, forgot to notice that he was talking about destroying the middle class. He talks about the middle class all the time. Yeah, he does. In terms of destroying them, seemingly, and his actions certainly are in that way. Somebody might have picked up on that. Now, to make this point, we're first going to go to Australia. And you can sit there and go, what do you mean, Australia? What is Australia? The left is the left is the left. It doesn't matter where on earth they are, where on earth they manifest themselves. Progressives are progressives, period, end of story. So we have a, a, an energy problem. Look, times are tough all over. Energy inflation when the United States turns down its refining capacity, when the United States turns down its mining operation, that impacts the whole world's energy. You add to that Putin and the boycotts on Putin's energy. And no, now, we could have handled, and every country could have handled if they had their own domestic energy production. But we could have handled, and Australia could have handled, weaning themselves off of whatever the equivalent amount of oil and natural gas Russia puts into the market, if we'd simply said, now, all right, we're not going to, we're saying don't buy Russian, but we're going to make sure that worldwide production stays the same by upping our own production to make up the difference. We could have done that. We could have done it just domestically. All right, well, whatever percentage we got, we will up it that much to keep it the same here in this country or there in that country in Australia. But we have and they have and everywhere that has a left wing has a group of people who do not want that, who look at the current situation and think this is great, who look at the... uh, price of gasoline, the price of heating oil. We're talking about Australia. It's winter down there. The price of electricity in this country. All Look at all of those things and say, well, this is pretty damn good. This is, in fact, it's awesome. This is better than, better than nothing. This is, um, this is great. I'm super happy about this. And you go, well, how could anybody be super happy about this? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. You have to um, you have to believe that what you're doing is good, that what you're doing is right. And you have to believe that any hardship that goes along with that, that follows that, that that might cause, is worth it. 
And so these higher energy prices are good. For a long time, by the way, Democrats did what? Democrats wanted, wanted higher energy costs. They really did. Why would they want higher energy costs? Well, they wanted higher energy costs because they wanted people to use less energy. They wanted higher energy costs. They wanted higher fuel costs because they wanted people to use less fuel. Travel less. Save the planet. Now they're getting what they want, but they're getting what they want too quickly. They're getting what they want right when they could be blamed for it because it is them. And so Joe is kind of scrambling to sort of pretend he cares. But realistically, what you're going to hear this Australian politician, this is a member of the Green Party down in Australia. They're very similar to the Green Party up here, except they actually have supporters. Whereas the Green Party here, if they really want to get their agenda, they just, they've co-opted the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is the new Green Party. The Green Party is irrelevant for the most part. They still exist because there's too much money in giving it up. They have ballot access in a lot of states automatically, so they don't want to give that up because they can fundraise and live off of that money. And it sure beats working for a living. But listen to this news report out of Australia where then they go to the Green Party leader, Green Party representative in New South Wales, saying tough. The idea of, well, yes, you can't afford your electricity, and yes, there are probably going to be, you know, blackouts and brownouts and people might suffer it doesn't matter we will not mine we will not use coal we will not shift back to what works we are plowing forward no matter what with what doesn't work returning to our top story now and the australian greens are speaking in sydney about the proposed capacity mechanism where coal and gas-fired plants could be paid to ensure there's enough power in the system we can bring you that now Coal and gas is driving the climate crisis, and we need a rapid transition to renewable energy and battery storage to fix the energy crisis. The New South Wales government must rule out coal and gas from the capacity mechanism. There is absolutely no reason why the dirty Narrabri coal seam gas project should go ahead. The Narrabri coal seam gas project will destroy the Pilliga forest it will destroy Aboriginal cultural heritage. And while it's destroying cultural heritage and the Pilaga forest, it will pollute land, air, and water and exacerbate the climate crisis. <laughs> they don't care. Oh, yeah, but everybody's hurting and we don't care. We will, not do, we will not go back to what works. We will not go back to coal under any circumstances. So if you're suffering, shut up and suffer. Not my problem, man. Political leadership there. It's not my problem, man. Don't care. Quit your whining. Toughen up. Put on a sweater or whatever your problem is. Now you sit there and you shift to the United States of America. A multimillionaire who got rich through public service. Who knew that I serve the public can get you so rich. Well, it turns out Democrat. the key to becoming a wealthy Democrat is to go into politics. The key to becoming a wealthy Republican is to stay away from politics <laughs> and then hope the wealthy Democrats don't decide to target you anyway and try to ruin you that way. But if you go into politics, they'll ruin you. They will cost you a fortune. 
Joe Biden sitting at one of his mansions in Delaware, this one on the ocean, oceanfront. Why would anybody buy oceanfront property right as sea levels are about to rise and kill us all? Hmm, it's weird. It's almost like he doesn't believe it. But he recognizes that the people who hoist him into power believe it. And therefore, he has to keep going forward on it. He makes it clear in this that he really doesn't care about gas prices. If you can't afford five bucks a gallon or six bucks a gallon or whatever it ends up sort of going to and settling on, it's the perfect opportunity to buy an electric car. Like, what? Wait. If you can't afford $100 to fill up your car or $50 to fill up your tank or whatever it costs you to fill up your tank, how in the hell are you going to afford $50,000 to replace your car? with an electric car, even with the $7,500 subsidy, tax subsidy, that really only goes to rich people who buy electric cars. I, how are you going to be able to afford He doesn't care. He does not care. He's got his agenda item. He's sticking to it. And if you get crushed in the process, well, so be it. Sorry, you probably should have thought about that before you voted for Joe Biden. Listen, listen to him. That's essentially what he says. Buy an electric car. He doesn't. Nobody asks him, where does the electricity for that car come from? Don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. My dear mother used to have an expression. Out of everything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it. Mm-hmm. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and, and not just electric vehicles, but across the board. And, uh, and that's something we should be. My team is going to be sitting down with the CEOs of the major oil companies this week and uh, try to get an explanation how they justify making $35 billion in the first quarter. Are you planning to sit down with oil and gas CEOs, Mr. President? Why why is that, sir? Because my team's going to do that. Okay. But you did that with retailers and logistics companies and consumer companies. Because uh, I had it already done. I'm not not willing to sit down with those guys. Well, you're the president. But my team's going to do it. Look, I don't need to bother myself with the peons. Of, oh, you can't even bother. What are you going to do then, Joe? You're going to sit there in the sand and get uh, get crabs in your in your crack? Probably not for the first time. Hmm? Being honest, is that what you're going to do? Is that what's your priority? Look, all you this is a perfect opportunity to go green. That's what he said. This is a good opportunity. For uh, us to transmission to transition to uh, renewables, there's no such thing as renewable. There's no cost-free energy in this world. It doesn't exist. The electricity you charge your Tesla with, your Chevy Volt, or whatever the hell the these people want you to drive, it comes by and large from coal plants. That's where we get our electricity from. We can't go. We could get them from nuclear plants, which would actually be clean. But the left doesn't want you to get it from nuclear plants. The left hates nuclear plants. Meanwhile, over in Germany, they did the same stupidity. They we're going to go with uh, we're going to shut down our coal and nuclear plants, and we're going to buy our energy from Russia. And back in 2018, I believe it was, in a speech to the United Nations, Donald Trump blasted Germany for doing this and saying it's really stupid to put your energy independence in the hands of Putin and Russia. 
And there's a great video out there. I think it might have been from 2020. From Now This. It's a left-wing sort of pseudo-news site, propaganda site. Where they're, they put all this text over saying, oh, everybody's laughing at Donald Trump as he says, making uh, sure that Russia is your uh, energy supplier is stupid and dangerous and reckless and blah, blah, blah. And it shows the German ambassador team, whatever, from to the UN laughing at Donald Trump going, oh, I, well, Donald Trump was right. The left was like, this is so stupid and typical of Donald Trump. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Germany's going green. Germany wasn't going green. Germany was shipping a bunch of green to Russia. Germany was outsourcing their electricity, their energy, their gas. And guess what happened? They outsourced it to a despot, and that despot was not a very honest actor on the world stage. What is the Biden administration doing? They're sucking up to the dictator Maduro down in Venezuela, saying, please, produce more energy. They're sucking up to the Iranians, going, boy, howdy, we're going to try and find a way to get your energy, because you guys would never hurt us, right? They're sucking up to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, they say, oh, Saudi Arabia is terrible, horrible, horrible. And Joe Biden is about to run over there to kiss the ring of uh, the new leader over there, Mohammed bin Salman. Oh, 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 this is great. You're wonderful. Could you please produce more, more gas and oil? Please help us, help us, help us. What he won't do is allow us to help ourselves. Helping ourselves in every single way individually or as a society, as a culture, as a country, is the antithesis of what Democrats propose, support, are. You're not self, if you're self-reliant, you're not interested in Democrats. If you're able to take care of yourself, you're of no use to Democrats. They can't buy your vote. You notice that? Those little weird quirks? They don't want us to be self-reliant. That doesn't help them in any way, shape, or form. So they actually damage our prospects to become self-reliant because that does help them. Sick people, I'm telling you, sick people. Sorry, I got distracted there for a second. I am. Uh, I follow this Twitter account called Wonder of Science. And it's one of the astronauts. I don't know why so many astronauts have mustaches, but... One of the astronauts up at the uh, space station up there, and it is, uh, this is what happens when you wring out a wet towel, towel while floating in space. I just retweeted it. If you dig back through my uh, Twitter feed, you can find it. But it's a wet towel there, and he rings it out, rings it tight, and all the water sort of sticks together, but it's, out, it's forced out of the towel by the wringing of it. But then it sticks together around it. It's pretty cool. Presumably, when you unring it out, you uh, a little few droplets go off. A few droplets escape from his fingers and whatnot. But presumably, when he lets go of it, which the video does not show, it uh, all gets sucked right back into the uh, the towel. But that's pretty damn cool. Ah, the wonders of science. Anyway. I get distracted by shiny objects sometimes. Uh, speaking of being distracted by shiny objects sometimes, the, uh, the left is distracted constantly by their politically correct BS. And everything else goes the way of the dodo. They develop tunnel vision and don't really care if they're doing damage to people. They don't, they, they don't it's not really, care. they don't care. They don't give a damn. It's almost as if by design. A lot of times... If you sit there and you look at what the left is doing and then you 
have a little brainstorming exercise where you sit down and say, if I actively wanted to destroy something, what? how would I go about it? And what would I do differently from what Democrats are doing? And you will find that nine times out of ten, you wouldn't do anything differently. Unless you just straight up bought. Like if you say, I, uh, I grew up in Detroit. If you wanted to actively destroy Detroit and harm as many people who live there as humanly possible, what would you do differently than what Democrats have done over the past 60 years of being in power in Detroit? Short of an aerial bombing campaign, which realistically, I'm not sure could actually do more. Maybe downtown, not to the neighborhoods. I'm not sure an aerial... Right now, there are so few, there are like literally blocks and blocks where there's one or two houses left on a block. And the blocks that haven't had the crack dens torn down yet, because there are just so damn many of them, the abandoned houses, are, you know, 80, 90 percent abandoned houses in certain blocks. So an aerial bombing campaign might actually improve the city. So you sit there and you go, I don't know what you'd do any differently if you wanted to destroy something. That is the way sports journalism seems to be, seems to exist. You have this situation where the people who cover sports seem to hate sports. It's like they got jilted by sports. Like, oh, they, uh, the baseball writer, they des- desperately wanted to be a baseball player. The only problem was they sucked. And so they now secretly resent baseball. Maybe they're not even aware of it. You got all these social justice warriors who just want to go into journalism because they want to change the world. And maybe they got cut from the JV basketball team. So they go out there and they they decide, I'm going to cover the game and I'm going to show them. I'm going to hold everybody to an impossible standard. They just ruin everything they can. That guy uh, Del Rio or whatever his name was for the... uh, the Washington Redskins. I know they're the commanders, but they're the Redskins. The guy who said, uh, "Can you? why aren't we talking about the summer of riots, the 100 straight days of riots, the BLM Antifa riots? Oh, no, no. He got fined $100,000 by the team because the sports journalists forced the team to do something. I'd tell the team to get go to hell, to be honest with you. And then I'd sue them, saying, under what authority do you have to... Uh, Fine me for expressing a non-controversial opinion. I bet you money that they're going to find a way to slide him back that money, that that was just for show. The fact that it has to be for show, the fact that these sports writers were demanding a scalp, tells you everything you need to know about sports writers. They despise what they cover for whatever reason. That's why, oh, here's a... A gay baseball player. There was a story. First gay baseball player slams, or a gay baseball player slams the the three Tampa Bay Rays who refused to wear the rainbow flags or whatever the hell it was, a rainbow logo on their jerseys to celebrate Pride Month. Good for them. To hell with people forcing you to care. I don't care where you fall on the issue. You shouldn't be forced to do anything. And like this gay, I'm like, who is this gay player? Who is this guy? I looked it up. He was not a current Major League Baseball player. He was never a Major League Baseball player. In fact, he's a former minor league player. Like, wow, how far down in the bottom of the barrel do you have to go to find somebody who to highlight, 
to elevate as somebody who's out. Oh, this guy is outraged. Yeah, what? Well, he was a bat boy when he was seven years old for one game because his dad won a radio contest. But you know what? Justice or all that crap or whatever. Unbelievable. That brings us to Kavitha Davidson. Kavitha Davidson, the name sounds vaguely familiar. Her current job is to try to destroy sports with Bryant Gumbel and the gang over at Real Sports on HBO. They used to be a really fascinating show. Now it is just politics, 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 trying to destroy anybody who won't toe the liberal lines. Rather disgusting. And Kavitha Davidson is one. Of, she is an overweight woman of color. And her problem is she covers women's sports. And she gripes that, you know, the problem with women's sports is that they don't put it on TV. If you want to support, she's wearing a T-shirt, says if you want to support women's sports, uh, put it on TV. The problem is when they put women's sports on TV, nobody watches, not even women. Sorry, it's a business, not a virtue signal. Sorry. You work for HBO, why don't you piss and whine and moan about HBO putting women's sports on, huh? Nah, you don't want to upset where your bread is buttered, do ya, hypocrite? Anyway, Kavitha Davidson was on MSNBC with Katie Turd because the governing body over competitive swimming has said that uh, men can't compete against women. Yeah, this is all about Leah Thomas, that men can't compete against women. If you are... If you transitioned after age 12, you don't get to compete against women because your body has developed musculature and bone density and all of those things that being a man is and therefore makes you, on average, by a high average, much stronger than women. That's not a, you're not allowed to say that anymore. It's a hate crime to say that anymore. And so Kavitha Davidson and Katie Turd were very upset by this. Katie Turd's dad is a trans woman now, too. You look, they don't get along. She uh, commits a hate crime every time she refuses to acknowledge him for Father's Day or Mother's Day or whatever. But um, anyway, listen to these two whine about this. Is this a, a solution in search of a problem? I really think that's what's going on here. There is not some grand existential threat to women's sports caused by trans women's participation. The grand existential threat to women's sports is not putting women's sports on TV, basically, and not supporting them. So I, I think that, you know, we have this one woman, Leah Thomas, who has unfortunately become the face of a problem that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, and and she's, she's being used as, uh, as a peg in, in these culture wars that we're seeing around this country and around the world. Yeah, the problem really doesn't exist. I mean, except for if you're one of the women who was competing against this dude and losing by a, a by a, a minute and being forced off the podium and not being able to compete because of the qualifying rounds, this dude beat you out. Other than that, it's not, it's not really a problem. Just put women's sports on TV. Problem is, nobody wants to watch it. Sorry to break you the news. You gotta love how Kavitha is like, well, the real problem is not really a problem. It's a manufactured problem. Yeah, Leah Thomas dominating, going from like 200 nothing to in the men's category to dominating the women's category. No big deal. Well, Kavitha ain't swimming. Kavitha, you look at Kavitha, there's uh, swimmer's bodies and then there's Kavitha. 
Okay, she's not a competitive swimmer. She's a left-wing advocate with a press credential, and so she's out there going, "Well, we need to protect tra- trans women. Are women? They are women." And you hear, "Trans women are women. Are women? Are women?" Like, yeah, uh, dude, you mind? Excuse me, ma'am. Would you mind getting your penis out of my face so that I might be able to put my uh, speedo on? Thank you, thank you, lady. You're quite the lady there. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a difference there. Now, if you went into the boxing ring, if a uh, trans woman went into the boxing ring with a woman, I think that you'd have a problem with that, right? But the left, they just simply don't care. They really don't care. This, this isn't about anything other than pushing a left-wing agenda, period, end of story. That's all the left cares about. The left is the left is the left everywhere all the time. So then Kavitha Davidson and, and, and uh, what's-her-face, Katie Turd, they both go on whining about this. It's not just for professional sports or, or college sports. This is also going down to elementary school sports and you know, youth sports where there are rules against trans kids playing sports. Well, Sophina's ruling only affects competition at the elite level. There is absolutely a trickle-down effect here, both psychologically and in real legislation. More than half of the states uh, in, the, in, the, in the United States have introduced legislation to ban trans athletes at the youth level yeah. as well. Um, and, and the psychological effect really can't be overstated. The fact that you know these are kids and athletes who are being denied their own existence um, while being denied competition. And, and it's, really, it's really sad to see, and it's really unfortunate. We're, we're likely to see this. In in other sports around the world if your psyche is so fragile that the rest of the world has to bend reality warp it to accommodate you i'm sorry you're not going to make it in life and quite frankly tough you're going to have to toughen up a little bit you're going to have to you know everybody remembers the first time they they got clobbered the first time that things didn't go their way, whatever. You, nowadays, I suppose, parents run out and go, oh, no, it's not your fault. It's the other team. It's their fault. Like, no, 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 you just, you lost. All right? If you don't like that feeling of losing, you're going to have to work harder. Okay? You're just going to have to work harder. That's the way the world works, the way the world should work. And that sort of world working that way developed Everything you enjoy now, the failure, the misery of failure, the agony of defeat, the sting of it. Everybody out there who's done something worth a damn in their lives has lost at some point in their life and they didn't like it. They failed at something in their life and they didn't like it. And they said, well, to hell with this. I'm going to work twice as hard. I'm going to show them. Tell me it can't be done. It can be something small. It can be something big. But you watch these kids nowadays and they're like oh no 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 they can't be allowed to fail they have to be insulated from the consequences of their actions they have to be for their own good for their own safety you're not doing them any favors you're screwing them up you're screwing them up big time that's fine they're your kids you can screw up your kids all you want they're gonna hate you not everybody else the problem is that they're trying to screw up everything and everybody and everywhere. Oh, your kids are losing races, so we're going to change the race. What? Well, the fast kids have to put uh, 50 pounds on their head, whereas the slow kids don't. And therefore, maybe they'll all stand a chance of crossing the finish line at the same time. And we're going to keep running races and put more weight on your kid. If your kid gets better and better and better, and it's still winning, 
we'll just bar them from competing or whatever. We must not allow this to happen. Everybody's the same. We, we've already printed the participation ribbons. We don't have time to go through and put together a champion ribbon. No way, no how. You sit there and you think, is this what the this this is the world these people are trying to create? And yeah, this is the world these people are trying to create. And uh, more importantly, the world you grew up in is the world these people are trying desperately to destroy. Trying desperately to destroy. And leading that push to destroy as we wrap it up here is the gang over at MSNBC. For Juneteenth, they I swear to God. I DVR'd this. I haven't had the heart to watch the whole thing yet. There was this special with Joy Reid and Tiffany Cross. These are two racists who should be fired, honestly. Even if they're not fired for their racism, which they should have been, they should be fired because nobody watches their terrible shows. Their ratings suck. The audiences hate them. But they're two black women, and MSNBC allows black women to be as racist as possible and doesn't, and in a bit of racism, doesn't require them to be good at their jobs or attract an audience at all they convened a group of black women for a show it was called uh the culture is colon black women like what the culture is black women what the hell is this show and it was a uh, probably about 10 black women all wildly successful most successful beyond their ability and their talent like the lady who did the 1619 project and they're all sitting around whining about how horribly oppressive this country is. And wouldn't you know it, these women who collectively are worth millions and millions of dollars, um, who are paid more than you are, than I am, who bring nothing to the table, but victimhood pays well, the left, it pays well. They're sitting there and they're talking about all the injustices in this country for Juneteenth. Especially the injustice about not being able to get really good hair and makeup when you go and um, get set up for your media hit or your uh, Time magazine cover shoot. I'm not kidding. Listen to what this conversation devolved into and you realize that we're out of problems. The only real problem is we have leftist idiots who manufacture problems. And they, they don't care how they make us look Correct. at all. Correct. I have been in places where they've just handed me powder. <laughs> and probably the wrong color powder. Oh, absolutely. Right. White powder. And I'm like, am I a clown? And so now you have to be a professional makeup artist, professional right. hairstylist. Say, you already all know that. I go on TV and I'm like, I look a damn mess. Like, what, what, what has been traumatized? And I'm supposed to have hair and the hair is like that and they done. I'm like, what? From the from from four years ago. That's right. I'm gonna tell you this. The first the time cover. I don't. I've never told this story. Mm. They called me three days before, and said, "Can you come in to do a photo shoot?" They did not tell me it was the cover. They said, "Bring a yellow shirt and a blue shirt, out of my closet." Wow. Mm. No wardrobe, no nothing. So I grabbed the yellow shirt. I grabbed the blue shirt. I came downtown. Oh lord. I came to the place. Right. I'm just thinking it's gonna be a little mm -hmm. picture, yeah. like whatever. I get to the place, my braids wasn't fresh. Now, you mm -hmm. know, come on. Come, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. come on. Come on. I had three days. I could have took my braids out. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. My braids wasn't fresh. My braids yeah. was always fresh. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, oh, I would have freshed them myself. Right. 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 My God, how do we survive as a culture? My, bla my braids wasn't fresh. I could have done, I had to wear my own clothes at a photo shoot. Oh, my God. Have you called the police? Has the therapy helped? 
No, these people need therapy. I love it. This is oppression. Boy, howdy. We're really out of problems if this is oppression. <laughs> God help us all. We're out of time for today. I appreciate you listening. We'll be back tomorrow for another exciting episode. Have a great one. <laughs>